You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains and break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's class to class and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud. And it is a very good morning from the Concrete Gang, a very bright-eyed, very bushy-tailed. Good morning, Colin. Good morning, Gorilla and Annie on the panel. How are we all today? Very, very well. Good morning, listeners. Righto. Now, we're in a buzzer-free zone today, so this should run as smoothly as any Concrete Gang can ever run, but it... Uh, Will be a case of trying to get uh, some more information out there about jobs and incidents around our town and our industry, and uh, we might just start off by mentioning a little incident which didn't take place in this town. It took place in Canberra, but actually affected one of the Victorian officials, and that, of course, is Peter Clark, who uh, was asked to... Uh, provide some expertise in terms of health and safety because he's one of the branch's health and safety officers. He went up to Canberra to help them out. And what do you do when you walk on a job? Well, obviously. Have, have a look around and you have a bit of a shake of the handrails and what happened? Well, that's what you do. You, any, 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 you know, any job, you, it's one of the first things you do. You walk around and you have a bit of a look at the handrails because it's a very, very important part of the job are the handrails and the, and the, and the kick rails. So old Clark, he's had a little bit of a look, and he's and it's on it's on uh, video. You can have a look at it. It's on YouTube. He gives it a little shake, and the whole thing fell apart. The handrail, the staunchions come off the whole lot. Anyone who would have leaned up or even brushed past it would have fallen over the side. And lo and behold, the builder didn't say, "Whoops, uh, we'll get straight onto that." Peter, thanks for pointing that out to us. They've rang the Australian Federal Police. And what do the Federal Police want to do? They want to charge him for, was it? Willful, uh, willful damage. damage. Willful damage. And they want him to explain why they shouldn't charge him with willful damage when all he's done is give the handrail a little shake just to see whether it was you know, up to speed, and it fell apart. 
Now, am I getting particularly old and dim-witted? Yes, you someone, are. Someone, <laughs> could have, someone could have died by leaning against that hand rock, could have gone straight over the edge. It was a, well, I think it was a three or four-metre fall minimum. Yep. I think you're all a bit harsh. I think oh, what would have happened... Out. When that handrail had a felt, when the bloke had a fell over the side, it would have it would have cushioned his blow when he fell four stories to to his death. It would have been underneath him, cushioned his blood, cushioned the fall. I think. No? no, no willful damage in that case. Well, I think there might have been in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought it would have been culpable damage. I wonder if they would have charged the bloke if he did lean over it and fall over. I wonder if he would have been charged with willful damage when he's there laying yeah, there a, on the that's slab. A, that's a good point. Of course he would. The only trouble is he probably would have been dead, so it would have been a pointless charge. Yeah, but it anyway, was a ridiculous folks. charge, and it, yeah, beggars belief that the Australian Federal Police would be even involved in nonsense like that, where a union official comes on the job, uh, does everything right, gives the handrail, the 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 shake that every everybody any any building worker would give it a little shake before they go and lean on it or, 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 or to go and pass something down or grab something when you're in the handrail. Beggar's belief. And I just wonder if they're being used as a bit of a political tool. That's, uh, I think they are happy volunteers. Yeah. I reckon the federal police are about as political as the Gestapo. I'm yep. sorry. They ain't um, in Canberra because there is no local police. They have acted in a absolutely partisan anti-union uh, role for months now. In fact, for probably well over 12 months because when the Royal Commission was on, they ended up getting pulled up by the ACT Supreme Court for overstepping their uh, uh, warrants in the way they uh, attacked, I'm not going to say searched, attacked the union office in Canberra. And here's yet another example of the police getting into bed with governments to push a government's political agenda. We'll be telling you more about this because obviously the next stage will be to seek his extradition to Canberra to face charges. You can pick it now. Right in the middle of an election, which is now being called, of course. And it will, in due course, be tossed out. But nevertheless, mud is thrown and, unfortunately, some sticks. That's right. And uh, just on that, we have been uh, mentioning that the scoreboard in relation to legal cases is now swinging the other way. The union has won two more uh, decisions uh, in... uh, Circumstances where Nigel Hatchkiss was going around bragging about what he got. And one of those was a decision by Deputy President Watson of the Fair Work Commission who decided that every right of entry for the Victorian branch had to be withdrawn and then subjected to extreme conditions. Guess what? Overruled by a full bench and now the matter is going to be totally reconsidered. I bet you that doesn't get in the news. Hundred percent. And uh, the gorilla. Uh, obviously, there is a whole heap of uh, people getting charged with things around the place just for electoral purposes. And uh, in South Australia, we're now appealing against uh, one of the Hatchkiss type de- decisions where we have been penalised a million bucks, and in fact, it is a uh, matter of. $200,000 of that for a start is actually a mistake. Not a bad mistake. Eh? Not a bad mistake. Never pay on time. Mm. Righto, moving along. 
Who are one of your favourite builders? Mine. One of your personal favourites. I can't think of one. <laughs> I'm being um, facetious. I know, in I know you. Yeah. I, I know you, mate. Uh, uh, look, look. H and yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't go past them, could you, Hanson Yunkin? I mean, if you down, met them in the street, you'd walk past them. Hunkin' and Yunkin. They've been down there in Tassie playing up down there and giving a, a good uh, comrade down there, Richie Hassett, all sorts of hard acts, but Richie's doing a good job sorting them out. Well, They've stooped another all-time level because they like running things strictly by the agreement and being code-compliant and all that. Well, I'd like to bring your attention to a little job there at Monash University in Caulfield. The site manager, Jason, got a cheerio to Jason, took it on his own back to uh, decide to have the boys working on a RDO. No no consultation with the union. No, the uh, site uh, health and safety bloke didn't even know. The, the Peggy didn't the, know. The blokes didn't even know. The blokes didn't even know. And on the on the Monday, you had uh, a couple of trucks and a, and a machine operator in the Sparkies, all in working. No health and safety. That the job was an absolute disgrace. The safety there was kidding. So they've just stooped to another level where there's no consultation with the unions, no consultation with any. They have a safety bloke there and a, and a first aid bloke there, you know, five six days a week, but not an RDA's. Yes, mm. and uh, so to Jason and uh, Chris Shears, uh, I mean, and talk about code compliant and having code compliant. This co- well, you'd have to look at the, some of the subbies on the job there too. I don't think they're code compliant, uh, young Warren. No. And uh, there's a whole lot of issues out there. So for you people listening in, I'd be checking up on that too. Yeah, Nige. Righto. What we're going to also mention is HMY at the Iron Ear Hospital. Oh, please. Two years, well, in fact, it's now over two years, since early uh, 2014, there has been a job going on there, a major renovation of the Iron Ear Hospital with no end of trouble about one issue. Forget all the rest, but no end of trouble about asbestos removal and the procedures. It wasn't till the union made a song and dance about what a disgrace it was going on under... Hanson and Yunkin's management, that something started to happen, guess what? The interest didn't last too bloody long, and now the unions had to lodge a dispute with the disputes panel for failure to carry out Section 13 of the EBA, which is about uh, health and safety, and Section 18. Now, there's been an inspection, and we await uh, the chairman's uh, views on whether the matters have been dealt with, but I tell you what, sitting through the initial stage of this con- of this dispute, the conference stage, where the health and safety delegates on the job outlined in front of uh, Hanson and Yunkin's management that all the problems that had occurred, all the issues that were ongoing, and what could the management say? Oh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll come back to you on that. We'll, we'll come back to you. They're going to come back forever and ever. Because at this stage, there is no end of problems and the state government's going to have to look at it too because at the end of this project, with tens of millions of dollars spent in cleaning up asbestos in the Iron Ear Hospital, during the time it is actually operating as a hospital, it looks like anything up to half the asbestos in the building will still not have been removed. So folks, you'll be hearing a lot more about HMY because they are not performing in the interests 
of their employees or the public at the Iron Ear Hospital. When we talk about, you know, jobs that are a disgrace, that is right up there, right up there. Now, talking about, before we cut to a track, uh, there is... uh, Another little company that uh, hasn't exactly covered themselves in glory this week, Colin, and that is uh, our friends L-Track. Yes, had a uh, serious accident in uh, Doncaster on uh, uh, Tuesday uh, evening, Tuesday afternoon. A form worker uh, had his uh, one of his calf muscles basically torn off his leg. And uh, it was a horrific, horrific accident. And uh, a, a big cheerio to Davey Irwin, the delegate on the job, who uh, handled the first aid uh, brilliantly. Done a fantastic job uh, there. And, uh, you know, all the uh, all the checks and balances were done. It was a straight-out accident. And uh, a big cheerio to uh, Marion, the uh, form worker. He had uh, four hours of surgery. A couple of hours were spent putting his uh, nerve endings back together and so forth. But he's uh, sitting at home now, quite comfortable. And uh, cheerio to you, mate. We hope you're back uh, as soon as possible. And uh, well done to uh, Dave Irwin. Top job, Dave. Good on you, mate. Righto. We're going to cut to a track. You got to re- you got to refix up some of your. Now listen, um, now listen. Now come on, mate. You, you, I'm going to put the hands up. I'm going to put the hands oh, up. Geez. The QA wasn't good. Make sure we record and this. Right, Rowdy. I apologise to you at the delegates meeting. I apologise to you again. Good and pick today, up, Rowdy. And, and today we're going to play the track again. that we were supposed to play. Yes, indeed, we played Jefferson John and the Id when and uh, in the midnight out twice, two weeks in a row. Sorry. We were, as requested, Rowdy, going to play Big Time Operator, and here we go, just for you. Indeed, Rowdy, big time operator. Thank God you're on the ball, Rowdy. There's a few people in here, aren't the music director. Listen, Rowdy and I had a conversation about great R and B bands yeah, of the '60s, and smothering uh, your tracks. We're gonna we're gonna get Ray Hoff and the Offbeats on very soon. Right, are you going to talk about the Radiothon? And it's come around again, listeners. As you know, every every uh, twelve months there's a Radiothon at Three CR, and we've got to make some money out. Our target's eighteen and a half thousand dollars this year. So I thought we were in credit. We should be in credit. And uh, our day, the, the live show, will be Sunday the nineteenth of June. So we'll be doing that show live. So get <coughs> happily do anything you can to raise money. So ring in and uh, you know tell Buzzer to shut up for five minutes. If we can, if we that'll be a big call, wouldn't it? What would that be worth? That'd be Thousands. worth a thousand dollars. Yeah. So ring in on on the. Um, on that eight, Sunday, nineteenth of June, doing the live show, we've got to make, as I said, eighteen and a half thousand, uh, and we're also having a um, the old bash, the forty year bash at the uh, Palace Hotel on 
July 11. July 11, so it's going to be... The RDO, first, first RDO in July. So it'll be the... Right s- after the federal election. It'll be the same old thing down there at the Palace, but what I'll say, same old thing. It's very popular. Uh, we're going to have the... Uh, we'll have to check... We'll have the, a, and we're going to have a reunion of all the uh, presenters... We're gonna have we're gonna have the jaded cats if you stop interfering. We're gonna have the jaded cats. Hopefully, we'll we'll sport talk them. We'll get them in again. And we're gonna have a fantastic prize. So you can only buy tickets for the prize, but it's gonna be better than the last one. The last one was a trip to Hamilton Island or something for four days and airline flights and all that. So this one's gonna be better. So you have to be there, but uh, keep keep listening and we'll keep you informed as it gets closer. There'll be posters and tickets going around. And but, but especially we know people ringing on Sunday the ninth. We want we want to jam the the switchboards, ring in what you, you know, offer money, you know whatever you want done. If you want, we get Ralph down there to wash uh, Warren down there to wash your car, or or we you know, we can get Warren to shut up for five minutes too. That might be worth about two thousand, I think. Where reckon Warren? Let you have one choice <laughs> in music, and that's probably going to be worth at least a grand out of your pocket. <laughs> exactly. All right, righto. Moving along, because we have some other matters to talk about in terms of local jobs. Valio, Chris Bain, absolutely uh, embarrassed himself. Yeah, well, Chris Bain's the next uh, ADCO, uh, allegedly uh, health and safety representative, and apparently he's now working for Valio, and uh, locked the gate on uh, the uh, union official and the health and safety crew, Alex Talek and the boys, who are coming on the job to to make sure that the job was uh, right and health and safety wise. In accordance with, with the Occupational Health and Safety yeah, Act. for you people listening out there. And we've got a bloke called Chris Bain locked the door. I'm so, Chris, mate, you know, good luck. I think you're in the right area where you'll be spending the rest of your career. 100%. That's a with those shit carters. Good call. Good call. Righto. Now, just some cheerios. Charlie Michelli, who's been uh, a bit uh, butchers and... Um, all your mates are uh, sending you a cheerio. It was raised at the delegates' meeting this week. Charlie from ProBuild, yep. Yep, and also uh, young Jesse. Yeah, young Jesse, um, Wiltshire, uh, the Spider-Man. He's just, uh, I think he's just had his um, plates from his hips taken out in hospital again. After all those operations? Yeah, he's had a heap of them. So young Jesse, he's a great fan of the Concrete Gang, and we're a great fan of Jesse. He's a Spider-Man. So I hope you're getting well, mate, and... Uh, just makes his old man's mating bag for the blues too, which is disgraceful. I mean, that's just a well done. At least they beat Collingwood. Well done. Oh yeah, well the rabbit. Don't say any more about that. But I mean, might be the end of Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, to Jesse, good on you, mate. Keep your chin up. The old builders' labour, mate. You know, you're as yep. tough as anyone. Good on you, mate. Yeah, good on you. Righto, let's go to Skellywags. We're going a bit early there. Aren't we? We're going a bit early for Skellywags because there's quite a, a few. few and there's some stories attached. HMY, oh, well, definitely a nomination. Yeah, yeah, well, I'll give the report on what happened down there at uh, Monash University in Caulfield. Absolute disgrace. You know, this Jason bloke just, I don't know, he runs the job. I mean, they're the pillars of Blue Rinse uh, NBA. NBA world. Run everything down strictly by the EBA. Well, what happened there? Correct. And uh, Chris Shears? Oh, please. You're supposed to be uh, in charge. And I don't think you know what's even going on in your company. Mm-hmm. So, them, L-Trax. Yeah, L-Trax, you would have thought after a serious incident like the one I uh, talked about earlier, their uh, safety officer, the company safety officer, would have been there first thing next morning to uh, check things out, have a look, 
wasn't interested in even turning up, wasn't it? So we did what we needed to do. Forget, forget him. So um, poor effort, poor effort, poor effort. So you Very deserve poor. a nomination. Yep. Uh, Chris Bain from Valio, we've just heard about. Chris, Chris you... has had a long career, hasn't he? No, it was very short, in fact. Uh, oh, he's... You know, he, he covered himself in Lots glory. Lots of cameo appearances. Covered himself in glory, uh, you know, under the EBA, the provisions of the EBA, when it gets to 35. Well, who was the first one off the job? He was, and he left the whole job working a number of times. All right? Oh, <laughs> so, so that was it. So, you know, was when he was with ADCO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of cameo appearances by Chris and none of them good. Now, my suggestion, the Federal Police, the Australian Federal Police for this effort in Canberra in relation to Peter Clark and the hand rail. Um, but not just for that. I think that they should be nominated for all the, the actions that they've taken, their breach of their warrants, the whole lot. They are an absolute oh, yeah. disgrace. The raids on the Canberra offices yeah. and all that. Yeah. What a Massive thing. overreach. Have they got a bit carried away of their own importance? No, I just think they're following the bloody orders of their political masters and they forget they're supposed to operate as a police force in the interests of the whole community. And that does include us, whether people think we're, uh, we're part of it or not. Now, I've got another one. Mammut. Yes, my my favourite, Mammut, the biggest crane hire company in the world. They want to come into Victoria again and uh, bring their view on uh, the crane world. Uh, and uh, after several negotiations, they decided to walk away. So good luck with the Ararat Wind Farm. <coughs> and good luck putting your non-union EBA up, because that's not going to fly. And uh, you you'll be back next week or in a couple of weeks talking about sorting this issue out. Oh, yeah, there's some smarties that think that uh, on July the 2nd, Malcolm's going to get back and everything's going to be right in the world. Well, remember where you heard it first. Even if Malcolm gets back, he won't have control of the Senate. And even Peter Reith, that doyen of the Liberal Party, said that in the media this week. So why don't we have an election early to get back to where they already are. So, folks, uh, don't forget, whether you're Mammut or you're one of these other grubby uh, bosses who thinks that their, their world is all going to be saved by Malcolm, it ain't going to happen. Righto. F- six star. Oh, or, six star. Are, or, or are six star going down to three star and still descending? <laughs> and going down, mate. And going down. Six star, as we know it, Got an agreement with the union, but they everyone likes doing their own deals apparently. And the, and the blokes out there, I think he's mainly got family members working for him and, and a, a few good brothers as well. But uh, the, they've done a deal of flat rate for soil allowances for three dollars across the board. Well, well, that's all right till someone uh, gets their nose out of joint and decides that the job they're on's paying four dollars eighty or something and all that, and it all turns to tears. And not only that, they've been. Um, Undermining our agreements, another mob has decided on their own bat just to have one break during the day. So when they when the six star uh, come and we're trying to sort out this side allowance thing, I said, and, and by the way, you'll be paying uh, a double time from after after when they're having a break after four hours as well. And he went off his head. I said, well, mate, you you blokes want to do these dirty rotten deals outside the union agreements. This is what happens, you know. So, so you're in breach of the EBA, you're in breach of the award, you're in breach of the law. Oh dear, not just us that have got a problem. 
Righto. Who are we talking about? Oh, sorry. Who's the Suki Lala this week? Oh, we got any, got any nominations for Suki Lala? I've got, I've got Mamut. They walked, walked out of the meeting because they couldn't get their own way. They threw the dummy out of the cot. <laughs> walked out. Walked, walked out. Walked out. Walked out with their uh, representative uh, from the AIG and their, uh, their, uh, the, the. It'll uh, be even more humiliating when the, they have to walk back in. Their, their man, <laughs> their man from Rotterdam. He, uh, they walked man out. From the man from Rotterdam, <laughs> old Vin, 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 Vincenzo. And uh, and Tony, um, no no need to throw the dummy out of the cot because you didn't get what you wanted. Um, is that like Herman the German? Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. Well, that their head office is in Rotterdam, so uh, you know, come over here and do business. It's uh, yeah, when in Rome, you do as the Romans do. Indeed, and that's very appropriate because the Giro is on at the moment. Anyway, uh, which started in Holland. Indeed, and uh, we might <laughs> therefore nominate Mamut for Sukilala. But who are we going for the big one? The absolute scallywag. It's a lay down bizarre. The federal police. No. Oh, what? What about Anson Yunkin, mate? You got him on two cows. Oh, right, yes. Two cows. I stand correction by the gorilla. Please. Like, we'll keep the local Closely issues. followed by the federal yeah, police. Yeah, okay. Followed, closely yep. followed by. Yep. Okay, we're going for Hanson and Yunkin. They deserve it. Now, don't forget the Radiothon is... But we know people are ringing in on, on, right. on that day. I mean, even if you donate, it doesn't matter. 50 cents, you know, what doesn't matter. We know people ringing in, keep the show running. And we know, you know, stories, if, if Warren rings that out, reads that out, you'll get racks, all that sort of stuff. Of We can get Warren washing your car. Send them in. He's available. In his Lycra. <laughs> in his Lycra. In his Lycra suit, yeah. Right With his footy socks. Righto, so that is on Sunday the 19th of June, don't forget it, and the uh, the 40-year anniversary bash, which is going to be on July 11, that's the RDO at the, Palace 11, Hotel. at the Palace Hotel. So we go out the same old way, dare to struggle, dare, dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. Good morning from the Concrete Gang, and we're going out with the Gorilla's Choice. <laughs> These foolish things. A cigarette that bears a lipstick's traces. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.